to middle school It's a zoo right there So just be cool Don't speak too loud Try to fit in But if you don't Then you can be in everyone and welcome to the outfit repeaters an unofficial lizzie mcguire recap podcast i'm your host marissa Cantor, and with me as always is sam chung hello i am with you as always and because we are always here together it's been two weeks it may seem to an outsider like we're really kind of fizzling out toward the end but we are back this week because uh last week you were away for the holiday i know it feels like it's been a minute it has been a minute without Sam Sanders with Sam me Sam (laughs) wow I didn't know you knew that podcast well enough to make that joke what are you talking about you always are trying to show me that podcast you're like hey do you want to listen to Sam Sanders you want to listen to it's been a minute with Sam Sanders and I feel like you're a reluctant listener but I love Sam Sanders and his podcasts are always very interesting I mean I'm a cool people I'm a (laughs) I, a reluctant listener could probably be the title of my um, <laughs> of my memoir yeah. <laughs> one day. Yeah. But it has been a, a pretty jam-packed two weeks. And while we've watched a lot of content, I'm going to say you're probably not familiar at all with the Kardashians. But on Keeping Up With The Kardashians, they do peak and pit. Where, you know, when they're at like a family gathering, they'll say like, oh, this, uh, this whatever is the peak of, of my travels. And this was the pit of my travels. So I'm going to, I guess I'll start with my, my peak. And um, I'm going to say, uh, I feel bad because I feel like this is going to be your peak. But we watched We Are Lady Parts on Peacock. And that was a real nice peak. We also went to the movies. So uh, we've been to the movies now for the first time in... Uh, like 15 months for me, I think. Maybe 16 months. Pit, definitely flaming hot smart food. That stuff is disgusting. <laughs> I bought it by mistake because I just grabbed it off the shelf. And then when I got back, I realized, oh, this is flaming hot. Um, I wonder what it tastes like. And it was bad. Did not like it. So avoid that. It looks like a safety hazard. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I don't know, it's like if Chester Cheeto threw up on a, <laughs> on a bag of smart food. Um, but then his, his, actually, no, it probably is because it has this like acidic quality about it. Just some classic Chester Cheeto acid vomit. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Didn't you miss us? Yeah, I think that I have the same peak. I, it's been a while since I have fallen for a show as instantly as I did with We Are Lady Parts. It is so delightful. It is so charming. The songs slap. Oh yeah, Voldemort (laughs) (laughs) under my headscarf. Just a bop. And it's just like nothing else that's out there right now. It felt so fresh and interesting and I want more. Well, you might have to wait quite some time. I know. I personally have Bush here with a good beard stuck in my head <laughs> right now. 
It really has been a very eventful couple of weeks because in the time that uh, since we've recorded, uh, Massachusetts is fully reopened. So things are, you know, bustling, no masks. Things masks, are weird. Masks are gone. I'm so, you know what? Now that masks are gone, I can, I can say I'm very surprised that you did not get a Lizzie McGuire mask. Yeah. <laughs> You're not representing. Good. I am, I am but a simple woman. My masks just need to be a solid color to match whatever I'm wearing. Well, I guess if you wanted one, you could always take the sweatshirt that you have and cut out Lizzie McGuire and turn it into a mask. And I wouldn't quite say that masks are over. It's kind of a weird time in terms of that, but they are still required. I think they should still be required in general. Mm -hmm. It's a weird social experiment right now. I mean, most things are weird social experiments. Um, but this was definitely a weird social experiment for sure. Because it's like you go into a place and like we went to a cafe and the people who worked there were not wearing masks. So then you feel like I'm vaccinated. I can take off my mask. But what if the people around me aren't vaccinated? It's a lot to process. <laughs> yeah. My, my pit is probably the scrapes and bruises on my body right now from <laughs> my first <laughs> rock climbing experience. I blame my sister. Oh, yeah. I mean, if anyone can tell you about the perils of rock climbing, it's uh, <laughs> Sam McGuire. Sam McGuire knows all about some rock climbing perils. I think another pit for me, and I am so sad to say this, is High School Musical, the musical, the series. Look at you coming out here with two pits. <laughs> season two is just not really taking off for me it's not soaring it's not flying i think it is really suffering without the high school musical framing i almost wish they did high school musical too i mean they did for an episode yeah and i wanted it all <laughs> as sharpay evans sings in high school musical three mm. i mean you're skipping way ahead now high school musical three Ugh, I could do a whole podcast about my thoughts on this show right now, so I'll just leave it at that. We're only we're only four episodes in. This season got twelve episodes, so twelve episodes. Yeah, wow, we, we get two more. Maybe, oh boy, maybe it's just uh, they're easing us in. Anything else before we jump into this truly chaotic and nonsensical episode? Um, I feel like we say that about every episode of Lizzie McGuire, but this one felt exceptionally just like what. It's been a it's been a minute since we've clarified this, um, but you know, people may have just dropped into the last five or so episodes, and they may not know this. But uh, I've never seen any of these episodes before. That's kind of why we're doing this, and this is your favorite show growing up. I have no preconceived opinions about this from my childhood. I did not really watch that much Disney Channel besides. If you had to go back to my Disney Channel experience, it was like House of Mouse. And Chip and Tail Rescue Rangers. And then I dipped out and I don't I can't really explain why that is. I didn't really do much live action Disney Channel. You know, both those shows had theme songs that slapped, so I the, really yeah. respect that. Yeah. I mean, hey, Chip and Dale are coming back, so they did something right. I love how you feel the need to reiterate this with, you know, four episodes left. <laughs> I mean, this will also hold true for uh, the movie, because I've never seen the movie before. This will hold true for most of the Hilary Duff Metamorphosis album, because <laughs> while you have shown me, I think, maybe the, the most popular single or two, 
uh, I feel like the rest of the album, as you know, really most of most albums, <laughs> has has gone unheard to my ears. Well, thank you for that. That's why we're doing this as we approach the end. <laughs> I mean, that is that is the podcast. That is how many episodes have we done? This is episode sixty six. Sixty six plus an intro, and we're still here. Final four. As always, we want to do a quick uh, Miranda check. Miranda. But I'm not going anywhere. Went on vacation. Yeah, she's just on an indefinite vacation. But I did like how we got like a a little like in memoriam picture. <laughs> we did. In Tartan, no less. As it should be. As it should be. Yeah, we got a lot of Lizzie missing Miranda because who else can she talk to about nail polish not gordo that's girly stuff yeah this episode was really something else to behold what were your peaks and pits for this episode oh i mean clear peak pizza guy cutting up (laughs) gordo's credit card after it gets declined obviously anyone who has had a credit card knows that hey if the card gets declined they're just gonna give it back to you but this guy is like nope we're not. We're having none of that. Just cuts it right in half, right in front of his face. Um. So that was the peak for me, and the pit. Pff, I don't even know that there was like a specific pit. I feel like. Uh, I have. I have a specific pit. You have a specific pit. All right. Give me one. Okay. I think my specific pit is Sam McGuire falling down into something Matt's made again, which I think this is like the fourth or fifth time we've seen that. <laughs> Yeah, they really do reuse that one. (laughs) Yeah. My specific pit is this episode just went extremely hard with like the black best friend trope. Mm, Yeah, that's a good that's a good pit. Like we haven't seen Claire in a minute and now she's back and she does not get a role in Gorda's movie. Her role is being Kate's personal stylist. Okay, here's a pit too. Larry getting the role of consultant, but being like relegated to PA. (laughs) Like, I don't think that Gordo actually knows how a set is run. Oh, he absolutely does not. I mean, he he hired Larry as a what did he say? A technical advisor. Yes. And then Larry is forced to (laughs) just do PA work, like fix Kate's water. And order pizza for everybody. That's not a, that doesn't seem like a technical advisor to me. And then my peak is probably, we got some pretty good Ethan Craft content in this episode. Really riding this peak and pe- <laughs> pit and peak bit. <laughs> I didn't expect it to run this far. <laughs> I guess in honor of, you know, them going away now. <laughs> I mean, you brought it here. I did bring it here. And I guess they're not really going away because you know what? They're going to Hulu. Wait, really? The Kardashians? Oh, yeah. Like new content on Hulu? Oh, yeah. They were at the Disney upfront. Oh, no. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) Good work, Disney. You nailed it. They'll just never go away. (laughs) Nope. Interesting. I did not know that. Mm Mm-hmm. So today we are unpacking Lizzie McGuire season two, episode 31, Gordo Shuffle. This episode, Gordo has a brilliant idea. He'll use his credit card to buy the props and equipment that he needs to make his film. Soon he reaches his limit and the film's not finished. This episode aired on June 13th, 2003. 
there are so many problems just logistically about this episode that didn't make a lot of sense uh, in both the A and B stories, in my opinion. I agree. The B story in particular just felt kind of like you said, redundant. We've seen similar we've seen similar things before from Matt. Well, yeah, and then my overarching question about the B story is just uh, is this really science? But we can dive more into is it science as we go through the episode? This episode is essentially one twenty two minute infomercial about responsible credit card usage, what not to do. I know the fact that Gordo doesn't even apply but gets pre-approved for a titanium credit card. Just wild. Titanium sounds right up there with platinum. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the intent. I, th- I don't know. If it if I was Gordo, I would think there's been some identity theft happening here. I'd be a little concerned. And we know that identity theft is very prevalent in this series. It's true. And identity theft is no joke, Jim. Yeah. Identity theft is not a joke. But yeah, this episode is definitely, it's a weird one, but it does have its moments. It, it, it's a little, <laughs> it is definitely humorous, but <laughs> then there's another part of me that's like, and people wonder why kids today are so financially illiterate. <laughs> all your fault. It's all Lizzie McGuire's Lizzie fault. McGuire. Come on now. That actually reminds me, since our last taping, I also went back to high school to speak at the Top 10 Breakfast. And the principal of my high school told me that my lasting impact is that I, when I, I was in the broadcast journalism class and I did a story on this program called Credit for Life that was all about teaching kids how to use credit cards responsibly and financial literacy. And I guess I don't even remember this happening, but I, I suppose I told her that after covering the story that there should be a class for this. Nobody teaches this stuff. And now there is. That's your lasting impact, <laughs> that there's now a, a credit card class at, at, our, now at a, our high school? Yes, there is now a financial literacy class. Oh, man. Well, congratulations. Are, are, you, are you getting any royalties off of that? I am class? not. <laughs> but look at me doing the work. Did you speak to somebody who's taking the class? No. So you, we don't know if the class is helpful or useful or what the curriculum really is. We do not. I wonder how you stretch that out to be a full semester-long class. You got your credit cards. You got your taxes. You got your stocks. You got your bonds. Oh, we're just getting into full economics now. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a little economics class. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is this is expanded a little bit past just simple household financial literacy. All the things they don't teach. Supply you. and demand. All the things that Lizzie McGuire did not teach us. Yeah. But anywho. Should we just jump in or do you have any other overarching thoughts? Why are you doing that with your shoulders? I'm adding a flourish. Every time you talk, you're like moving your entire body. <laughs> like, should we get into <laughs> the episode? 66 episodes. I'm just trying to keep things interesting, <laughs> Sam. All right. Yeah, we should get into the episode. So we started school. And we start with a Lizzie and Ethan scene. Ethan thanks Lizzie for having his back in Spanish. He sincerely did not know what como te amas meant. He believed that there were actually llamas in the building. They should be teaching these kids Italian if they are planning on taking a trip to Italy. Nah. And so 
they are engaging in some small talk. This is the moment where I was like, oh, so Miranda's not here, right? Because why would a scene like this start between, why is why is Ethan Craft now the Miranda surrogate on this show? Yeah. And Gordo just pops in out of nowhere and he's like, guess what? A credit card came in the mail for me. <laughs> it has my name on it and everything. I don't know. I didn't do this. It would have been hilarious if it was, you know, sometimes you get a, a thing in the mail and you can feel that there's something in it and it's from a credit card company and it is a plastic card, but it's not a real credit card. Why do they do that? That's so <laughs> not environmentally conscious at all. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you expect the credit card company to be an econo- <laughs> to be an eco-friendly, sustainable company? A girl can dream. Uh, I, I would, it would have been hilarious if he had gotten that and then thought that that was a credit card. Okay. So how did he get this credit card? I think that's the main question. That's the conspiracy of the entire episode. Like what? Yeah. Because obviously the credit card to send Gordo an actual credit card would need his social, like his social, he would need to, first of all, he got approved for a (laughs) $5,000 credit limit. (laughs) I remember when I got my first and he doesn't have a job. I remember when I got my first credit card, I think I was maybe a senior in high school. Yes, because or maybe it was you, like the summer before I went to college. Yes, because also you need to be 18 to apply <laughs> for a credit card. They don't just hand out credit cards to and minors. Yeah, they do not. And I want to say my credit limit at the time, because I had a part-time job, was maybe $800. I was going to say my first credit limit was 500 with Yeah, my like Discover student card. I mean... So the the idea that Gordo, without a job, without I don't I don't even know, without applying, could just get sent a five thousand dollar credit card, ridiculous. Ridiculous. And that yeah, because the point of a credit card or the idea behind the credit card is that like you should be able to pay it off. Gordo has no income. <laughs> no. <laughs> how's yes. he gonna? How's he gonna? He's just gonna rack up. This is just gonna be debt. And then, as Lizzie points out so eloquently later, there's interest on that too. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire. You know, we just gave her a lot of flack, but she is somewhat financially literate. I know. Crazy enough, she is financially literate. It's probably from watching her dad go through it with the feds. She's like, (laughs) I need to be financially literate now after my dad almost got hauled away for being one social security number different than William Gates. And like Gordo's first reaction to is like, eh, what do I need a credit card for? His first reaction should be, why do I have this? I did not apply for this. Like if I, if someone randomly sent me a credit card in the mail, I would be highly, highly suspicious. Yes. Identity theft is just like, it's everybody's problem in 2021. But in 2003, they were still so naive. And yet here are, e- so Gordo, I mean, all right. So we're giving him a little bit of flack, but I will give him credit. He doesn't want it. So I guess that's a step in the right direction. Like, your instincts are correct. Don't take this. But of course, here are his two great influences, Ethan Kraft and Lizzie being like, no, keep it. Yeah, Ethan's like, you can impress the ladies. This is almost like, say Gordo happens across a bag, and in that duffel bag, there's a million dollars. Ethan and Lizzie are definitely the people like, hey, you should definitely keep this million dollars. Nothing sketchy will happen to you. 
and then Gordo, and then uh, Gordo takes it, and then you know now there's like a, a cartel chasing him down, all because of Lizzie and Ethan. Like I could I could see that happening. Oh yeah, they are the worst enablers. <laughs> and Gordo's like, nah, I'd rather impress the ladies with what's in my mind, not what's in my wallet. What's in your wallet? Sam's making a disappointed <laughs> face at me. Also, Gordo's logic for not wanting it is, quote, that he likes asking his parents for things. <laughs> <laughs> I like asking my parents for things. Yeah, that's the only time they interact. Kind of sad, actually. That is sad. <laughs> Gordo, BB, you okay? No, he's clearly not okay. It's also weird how invested Ethan is in this, right? I know, it's not like they hang out and Ethan could kind of benefit from Gordo's ladies. Like, <laughs> now, like, what's the benefit to Ethan? Sam, what if Miranda were here? What would Miranda do? Oh, she'd, she'd tell Gordo to keep the credit card. So Ethan's essentially Miranda. Uh, I guess, yeah. No, Miranda would have the same. Miranda would just be like a another voice of Lizzie. That's probably true. So Miranda would also be like, definitely keep the credit card. Think of all the things we can buy. Yeah, that's probably true. So then we cut to the theme song, and then we're back with Matt at his school, and it looks like it is science fair time. Yeah, I didn't get that until they actually said that. I was like, what is happening <laughs> right now? Me too. I was like, they're playing with simple machines, question mark? I know. I'm like, how old are they? Because <laughs> everything they were doing was very, very elementary. Here's the thing. When we got projects like this, I feel like they were exclusively homework projects. I can, I can't, I honestly can't remember time in school ever being dedicated to a project like this. I feel like we had some class time during freshman year for our science fair projects. During freshman year? Yeah. They're in third grade. That's true. <laughs> That's not true. They're at least in fourth or fifth grade by now. <laughs> but... Yeah, Melina is doing a cardboard skeleton of herself, which is an art project. Cool. It's not science. (laughs) This is not science. And what's going on with Matt McGuire? I'm a little worried. He's procrastinating in the worst way. It's so obvious. (laughs) I'm surprised the teacher hasn't said anything to him. He just totally has no sense of time in a pretty concerning way. Because the project is due at the end of the month, and the end of the month is next week. So now Matt McGuire only has one week to put together a science fair presentation. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Like, everything and nothing. I don't know, this was a pretty underwhelming storyline for how big the problem seemed at the beginning. I feel like the problem doesn't even get, I mean, I have so many questions about the B story, but we have to get back to the credit card. (laughs) Yeah, at the Digital Bean. Gordo and Lizzie are at the Digital Bean, and they are getting smoothies, I believe. Gordo is going to try to pay with his credit card. He says, just because some anonymous credit card company sent it to me doesn't mean I can use it. Maybe it won't even work. Gordo, listen to yourself. Anonymous credit card company. Yes, Gordo. Listen to your heart. Run. (laughs) And then we're kind of faked out because the cashier is like, oh, no, no can do. But that's because the back wasn't signed. 
This uh, this has never happened to me in the United States, but it has happened to me in the United Kingdom where they take the signature very seriously. They do. Didn't it like not match your license and you had to do it again? Yeah, they made me do it. They made me do it again because my signature has got Primark of all places. (laughs) Yeah, because my signature has gotten like lazier over time. And so now it's kind of just a scribble, whereas, you know, I was a very eager, you know, child when I was signing documents for the first time. And then, you know, so they were like, these don't match. No, I guess they were British. These don't match. Yeah. Sorry, sir. (laughs) Can you please do that again? (laughs) And mind the gap between the train (laughs) and the platform. (laughs) I don't know why it's the same voice. Why did you default to... (laughs) To train lady, she's yeah. just the—I don't know—she's the British voice that just stands out <laughs> in my head the most. The the train—I guess I spent too much time on the tube. Please mind the gap between the train and the platform. If anything, I thought it, we spent more time on the bus. It should be your three ninety to archway voice. I feel like it was the same voice, pretty much. Yeah, some AI. <laughs> yes. Interesting to know though that the default in your brain is just like AI British lady. I don't even know who else. I don't even know what my other choice is. I guess it would be like a young Daniel Radcliffe. No, that's not what I go to. I just go to the I just go to the subway lady. I, I was can't just explain gonna it. say, like, feel free to elaborate on <laughs> young Daniel Radcliffe with an example. With an example? Oh, there's that scene where he's like, I'm just so angry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. I know that's like that's the young Daniel Radcliffe that just like sticks out in my head when he's just like I'm just so angry. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm impressed, but it's really easy to impress me since I cannot do accents at all. Yeah. No, my neighbor and I used to reenact Harry Potter movies. We were, we were eight years old and bored. (laughs) That's cute. That's like how my sister and I reenacted Lizzie McGuire episodes. Yeah. I probably made her as I was the older sister. Mm, probably. And of course I was Lizzie. She of always course. had to be more. <laughs> oh, so she would just peace out eventually and you're like, oh, that's <laughs> it's just, just Miranda. It's just my sister being Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't even know how we got there. Whoa. You're talking about credit card signatures. Yes. And Gorda's like, okay, so this could have worked, but eh, I'll use cash. I just wanted to see what ha- would happen. And then he makes Lizzie pay. <laughs> what a bait and switch so classy gordo you stay classy yeah and then we're back at the house sam mcguire's gnomes are back in play sam and joe are perpetually disappointed in matt in themselves who's to say it's like they almost confront these feelings about their own parenting style and then they're like nah let's just watch tv yeah let's just double down on who we are I mean, I don't know why they stopped Matt from doing what he was doing because in the, when he's doing that, it is actually, like, if you listen to what he's saying, it actually does relate to science. He's talking about, like, melting ice caps and doing a kind of model about that. And then they come in and they're like, what are you doing with my gnome lamp? <laughs> yeah, and Joe's like, I offered to help when it was assigned three weeks ago. And Sam is like, well, considering it's the 11th hour, I'll help. Yeah, you're so. Why are you so soft? Why are you such a soft boy, Sam McGuire? And they are suggesting ideas, but Matt is really not into them, leading to a dramatic. I guess I'm just doomed. I mean, their ideas are also barely science. Sam is like, make a telephone with two cans. Not science. <laughs> it's like barely, barely science. 
But yes, Joe gives perhaps one of the most self-aware lines in the entire series where she says, maybe Matt's procrastination is a reflection on our parenting. No way, Joe McGuire. (laughs) You think? You know, having a dad who never goes to work, having a mom that does what? We're not sure. (laughs) I would say so. They're just going to go watch some TV. And then we head upstairs. Lizzie is on the phone with Gordo. And this is where we get the really heavy-handed Miranda content. Yes. Man, I can't wait for Miranda to get back from vacation. When it comes to all this girly stuff, I'm just not your guy. Despite this, though, Lizzie still wants Gordo to come over and give her opinions about her outfits. And nail polish. (laughs) Oh, and nail polish, yeah. But he can't. Lizzie, you dog. Oh, please. Inviting Gordo over to her to her house. They're best friends. Yeah, but she said some weird things in this episode. Or rather, Cartoon Lizzie said some weird things in this episode. Where she was like, did I just invite Gordo to my house? <laughs> to talk about clothes. Like, there's like an ending to that thought. No, that was the whole thought. That was the end of the thought. No, no Sam. No, she's starting to feel things. You're leaving some things out. Out of reach, but so close. But Gordo can't come over because he is writing a screenplay. The most basic of white boy <laughs> screenplays, if I do say so myself. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's well, it's just like a basic coming-of-age story about an outsider trying to fit in. Yeah, falls in love with Sheriff's daughter. Doesn't sound very original, David. It does not. It does not. Yeah, I mean, you're play sheriff with pastor, and you've got, uh, what is it, a walk to remember? <laughs> it's true. And this doesn't really seem like it's Lizzie's cup of tea either. Where's the action? But she's a supportive friend, so she says that she would love to read it. And Gordo's like, no, screenplays aren't meant to be read. They're meant to be seen. It's like, Gordo, somebody has to read it first to make it seen. Unless, unless... You are the great Tommy Wiseau. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Tommy Wiseau takes everything you think you know about storytelling. And it's just like, nope. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. I definitely have cancer. (laughs) Cheap, 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 cheap. Oh, man. We are, for anybody who's lost right now... (laughs) We are referencing a movie called The Room. That was such a wild point in our lives when we discovered that movie. And that's all the, we're not going to talk about it anymore. That's all the information that you're going to get. So if you're curious. Do with that what you will. It's called The Room. Yes. Back to Gordo. So (laughs) a light bulb goes off and he's like, oh, Lizzie, you're a genius. So here's what's going to happen. You will be able to see my movie because I am going to produce it with my credit card. Good plan, McG. I have a $5,000 budget. Let's go. Yeah. Can you make anything with $5,000? I mean, you can. A feature film. Yeah, there was a Sundance movie called um, Tangerine a few years ago that was shot pretty much entirely on an iPhone. Yeah, no, I definitely I definitely hear you, and I think that that is true today. I think just in terms of 
like accessibility and the democratization of entertainment, like wherever anybody can be a content creator if you have a phone. But I feel like that budget would get you a lot less in 2003. It definitely would in terms of like cinematic quality. Obviously, a good script is a good script. But yeah, in terms of just the ability to get like high quality, like cinema cinematic footage on a budget it would be definitely more challenging in 2003 i don't know if five thousand dollars would cut it you'd probably be spending uh, most of your budget on just a camera for a week yeah and speaking of the script yeah unfortunately this is not a good this is i mentioned if it was a good script you know that's really all you need this was not a great one well it has gone through quite a revision in a matter of a day. This is not a revision. This is like a <laughs> completely different script. It's his vision, but in space. It's intergalactic now. He's putting up posters before the movie's even been made. And he's like pitching it as an untitled David Gordon production, which is a little sad. I'm surprised that uh, Kate would want to be in another one of Gordo's movies. She wasn't so happy about the last one. <laughs> Oh, you mean when he totally exploited <laughs> her pain? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this credit card was set up by Kate as retribution, and now Gordo will be in debt the rest of his life. See, that's a conspiracy that I'm into. <laughs> Kate has mysteriously gotten a hold of all of Gordo's information and made a fake credit card for him. Yeah, why not? Uh, I, I mean, I can't think of a good reason why not. But yes, the movie is now about, it is still a coming-of-age story, about a young alien struggling to find acceptance in his intergalactic community. He is seen pitching this project to Larry, first of all people, hoping that he will be his technical advisor. Yeah, a point which we've touched on already. Here's here's what's even crazier. Gordo wants to start filming this weekend. No prep work. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Because money is no object, Sam. It's called a credit card. Yeah, but, okay, so even when you're making a movie, you want to plan it out pretty much as much as you can in advance to make sure that uh, (laughs) you have your budget in order. Budgeting? Nah. Charge it to the card. He knows that there is a limit, correct? Like, he's not, he's really not tracking his purchases at all. You know, I think there's also a Flintstones episode that has a similar plot line to this now that we're talking about. Really? Yeah, where they get a where they they get a credit card because I remember my mom was a really big Flintstones fan and so we would watch a lot of Flintstones when I was growing up and I can remember at one I remember them going da 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 charge it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I know it was like a credit card story, but I don't remember the actual plot, but I know there was like a big credit card thing. And I feel like whenever there's a credit card story, the punchline is, "Oh, I'm in debt now. <laughs> I I spent all the money." But speaking of the Flintstones, perhaps the first true iconic crossover event of entertainment the Jetsons meet the Flintstones. Yeah, two two timelines that make no sense. <laughs> From there, so that's the sweet life of Hannah Montana and everything in between to Shondaland literally doing it every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a throwback. But yes, debt is always the punchline. He doesn't quite, I mean, he, 
he knows in theory how a credit card works. He tries to explain it. He's like, yeah, I charge it, but I don't actually have to pay it until the bill comes. <laughs> and even when I do pay it, you only have to pay it back a little bit at a time. So like, it's good. And what is he paying it with? <laughs> like, It's like he thinks he can pay it off in like apples. His allowance. Oh my goodness. And then also, so yeah, I mentioned before they talk about interest. What do you think the interest rate is on Gordo's credit card? A 14-year-old kid who makes no money. Gosh, isn't interest in general like in the 20 to 30% range? Yes. On most cards, like it's pretty high. Yes. And like, yes, Gordo, that is in theory how a credit card works. That is how credit card companies want you to use their cards because they do love some interest. But credit card 101, thing my parents taught me day one, you never charge to your credit card more than you have. You pay it in full every month. And that is how you establish good credit. This poor 14-year-old kid, barely out there in the world, what is this doing to his credit score? No, his credit score is trashed. I mean, the alternative would be to find a bunch of, you know, some some good old 0% financing offers. But I don't know that he's savvy enough to be doing that. Definitely not. <laughs> and then we learn that Kate, as we mentioned, will also be in this movie. She is going to be the princess Claire is here, and it's really exciting to see Claire. It's been a minute. Claire <laughs> it's doesn't. Been a get... minute with Sam Sanders. <laughs> is that the line of this episode? I feel like you said it as well earlier. I said it first. Now you're saying it. Well, it has. It's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. It's an appropriate <laughs> term. Anyways, like I said, happy to see Claire. Not happy with. The writing, because why can't Claire have a role in this movie? Honestly, probably because there's only one female role in this movie because because Gordo wrote it. It feels like there's only two roles in the movie. There's princess and alien. I guess that's how you keep your budget down. <laughs> you only have two characters. Well, they couldn't get through. It's the only scene we saw. They couldn't get through anything. I mean, how do you know that wasn't the whole movie? Touche. But yes, Claire is going to be Kate's personal stylist and basically personal assistant. Don't love that. Yeah. I also don't love Gordo just being very nonchalant with his credit card. Yeah, very liberal with like, you can use my credit card and you can use my credit card. And Lizzie is a little concerned. She isn't sure that this is a good idea. She is worried about Gordo. She says... You know how you get obsessed with things like, remember Dwarf Lord? Yeah, you remember what we had to do to you then? <laughs> this is aversion therapy. <laughs> it's happening again. The thing you like causes you pain. <laughs> and now Gordo is upset because he's like, this is my future. Fine, squash my dreams. My dreams. <laughs> It really goes off on this whole, do you even know me? You don't know me. Why don't you do us both a favor and keep your negativity off my set? Yeah. 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 Then we get this like Matt and Melina science montage. I'm not really sure what they're doing in like half of these clips. So I'm not going to be helpful here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't either. The first one looks like they're going to try to electrocute a plant. 
<laughs> not really sure. Then they've connected a hamster wheel to a toaster. Then they Matt's going to make his own skeleton diorama, but out of kitchen utensils. And given the flow of that sequence, I'm a little confused how they ended up back at the hamster wheel. But, you know, that's the way it goes. So now we are officially on set. And my first thought is, wait a second. Gordo is shooting this at school? Well, it is the weekend. But how are they there? Who is there as like an authority figure? Who needs an authority figure? Yeah, overrated. Yeah, well, it's already not going smoothly. Kate comes in in a tizzy. She's like, I cannot work this way. She needs concentration and hot water. And Claire is like, yeah, that's why I charge these expensive earplugs to the credit card. Mm, Good one. Apparently, Kate also has a dialogue coach. (laughs) Who is the dialogue coach? Great question. Who has some notes on the script? (laughs) I would have loved to hear those notes. Larry comes over and he is having some issues himself. Gordo's like, am I a babysitter or a director? You're supposed to focus on the little problems so I can focus on the big problems. So rude. So rude. (laughs) And to all these problems, Gordo is basically like, just use the card. Because what problem can't be solved by just throwing a bunch of money at it? (laughs) Yeah. Charge it. All right, and you said you didn't understand the montage. I didn't really understand the reference that Matt was putting together. So if you want to explain this one to me in this next scene, feel free. Oh, I just referred to this next scene as, you know, Matt built an elaborate contraption to turn on the toaster. Yeah, but he intro- he his setup for the big reveal is that he saw a cartoon that got him thinking, how does a chicken cross the road? But what if a farmer is chasing that chicken? Oh, I did not. I, I, no. I can't help you. (laughs) I just ignore it. You just ignored that part. Okay. Um, His contraption did make me think of that, um, that board game Mousetrap. It made me think of, I feel like there was a guy a couple years ago on America's Got Talent who his talent was basically setting up these sort of contraptions, but then (laughs) it got to the live show and it just didn't work. It was so awkward. You win some and you lose some. <laughs> you lost pretty big. What a stage to lose on. I know. But Howie yes. Mandel was like, that was not great. <laughs> nope. But yeah, so Matt shows his invention, I guess. Like, what is what is scientific about this? Is it just like this idea of creating electricity? Well, and here's the other thing. How, this isn't a transportable idea. Why are you setting this all up at your house? That's true. Like, the science fair is not going to come to you. You're going to have to go take this somewhere else. So I don't understand what all this setup is in the backyard. Yeah, it's not an easy or efficient setup either if you think about, you know, setting it up for a fair. And at a science fair, the idea is that people kind of walk through and see all of the experiments and inventions This is something that every time Matt demonstrates it, he has to set it up again. Yeah. And what's the the hypothesis is, I don't even, because I feel like a science project, right? There's like a hypothesis and then you test it out and that's the point of the science fair. I don't know that we ever got that level of detail. I guess the hypothesis is that the hamster can make toast and then it can. Science. (laughs) Science. (laughs) But the rest of it is all just like superfluous. Definitely. And Molina's feedback is, make it bigger. 
then we're back at the shoot and Lizzie has arrived to set. Once again, she really misses Miranda and wants to go on vacation with her. Really keeping Miranda on our minds and in our hearts. But I'm not going anywhere. Ethan bumps into Lizzie in the alien mask because I don't think we mentioned this before. There's an alien and a princess. Kate is the princess and Ethan is the alien. And I wrote in my notes that I'm so triggered now by the word mask. Also, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit confused, honestly, about the casting decisions. I've never seen Ethan nor Kate express any interest in the dramatic arts. Wasn't Ethan Romeo until Frankie showed up? Well, yeah, then Frankie <laughs> Muniz showed up, so. Squashing Ethan's dreams. Yeah, but there is a dedicated drama club, no? There is. Yeah, and Ethan has, you know, some depth in this episode. He has some words of wisdom. It is very reminiscent of the Amazing Race episode. Yeah, they're your peeps. Yeah. I, don't know if I, I don't know if I have that clip anymore. I don't think I do. I think I took it off. Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie. And she's not being very supportive. Yeah, I kind of don't get it. You and Gordo are tight. And since this means a lot to him... And then Lizzie just, like, goes off. <laughs> like, no, you don't get it. Yeah, Lizzie is just, like, not really intimidated by her crush on Ethan Craft anymore. I mean, they're just friends. They're just friends. Yeah. She's going to say what she needs to say. Yeah. Hey. What about that Ronnie guy? <laughs> so <laughs> random. And then Ethan's kind of like, well, yeah. Well, if you don't go in, Gordo's kind of right. You're not being supportive. Mm. You're a bad friend, Lizzie McGuire. Nailed it. And then we get a series of takes trying to film this alien princess scene. Take one, Kate trips and she blames it on her heavy boots. She says, I'm a princess. Shouldn't someone be doing the walking for me? Which I thought was a great line. And then this kind of are stuck in a loop of takes of this scene where they keep forgetting their lines. Ethan forgets his lines, then Kate forgets her lines, and then Gordo is just like, Ethan, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Which, the, the whole experience is very bad. Yeah, this is a disaster. And Gordo is on the downswing. Everybody this, is pretty on the downswing. Yeah. I don't think it's just Gordo. But Gordo especially, because now they're all getting hangry. We're just so angry. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. <laughs> You're just so hangry. Oh, do it with the accent. No, I can't. Do the accent. Do it. Do it. No, I have been peer pressured into embarrassing myself on this <laughs> podcast before, and I've learned my lesson. Do the accent. So since this set does not have craft services, Larry was like, don't worry. I took the liberty of ordering some pizza. Yeah, Larry keeps the ship running. <laughs> he really. Unsung hero of this he production. He really is. Gorda's like, cool. Put it on the card. So the pizza guy arrives and he has like 10 boxes of pizza. Larry takes care of his people. <laughs> That's like a pizza per person. It is. Gordo gives the pizza delivery guy the card. And this is a throwback to an early time when there weren't like transportable credit card machines. I don't know that I ever used a credit card when I ordered delivery. Well, typically you would just do it over the phone when you called it in. You wouldn't just use cash? No. Oh, all right. Like you could do it over the phone when you called it in. Today we just like do it online. 
but they don't do that. So the pizza guy has to call in the card and guess what? It was declined. And he, he tells them that it was declined in like the most dramatic fashion possible. And I'm kind of obsessed with it. You already mentioned this. He just straight up whips out a pair of scissors <laughs> from where, like who knows, and literally just like cuts the credit card in half. Like Gordo just hit his credit limit. And like if he paid it down, that card would be usable again. Nope. The card is dead to him. <laughs> <laughs> this titanium card is over. Yeah. And then he takes all the pizzas back. Yes. Yes, because these are all children who clearly don't have any disposable income of their own. Yeah. And this creates a massive walkout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's on strike now. <laughs> no food, no work. I mean, they are giving Gordo some unpaid labor. I wrote, Kate is done, and honestly, rightfully so. Yeah, her hot water still hasn't been fixed, which where is her dressing room also? Like, what room is she talking about? Like the locker room? Uh, the bathroom? The bathroom doesn't like, have hot water. He's like Gordo to fix a public school's hot water. <laughs> I don't know. And Ethan's like, Gordo, Gordo, Gordo. The acting life just just isn't for me. All that walking and talking at the same time. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough out there. So Kate's out. Ethan's out. Larry just straight up resigns as he should. Yeah, he was being exploited more so than any of them. And it's like kind of sad when you think about it because if the episode about Miranda's party is any indication, Larry just wants to be where the people are. He just wants friends. He just wants to go there and, and see them dancing. Walking around on the... <laughs> what's that word again? Street? Oh, did we take that too far? Mind the gap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's out. And Lizzie's like... Just standing there, just like witnessing this all unfold. She's not helpful at all. Yeah, and I feel like her energy is also very, it's also like an, I, I feel like she's giving off an I told you energy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Gordo's just not having it. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Don't say anything. <laughs> Walks out. So then we get to Matt's project, the final project. And like Melina suggested, it really is just a larger, more elaborate version of what we saw earlier triggered by who else sam mcguire yes our lovable klutz and hey they make some toast good work a very unsatisfying b story i will say yeah I, I wasn't into it and the fact that melina isn't even there at the end to witness typically when we are frustrated with the a story matt mcguire will come through and save the episode not today also, this whole final scene is supremely unsatisfying. Like, what is this ending? Like, Gordo now comes over to Lizzie's house to apologize to Lizzie. I mean, that's fine, right? Like, okay, you guys okay. need to talk. Gordo's like, I thought having a budget would make my movie great, but I was wrong because, you know, having money means nothing if you don't actually plan and budget out your production. He thought he thought money could be a substitute for talent. Oh, except it can't, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he got a whole lot of nothing to the tune of 5K. <laughs> to which Lizzie says, oh, That stinks. Your dreams are totally ruined. <laughs> <laughs> That's so harsh. <laughs> 
such a like saccharine delivery too. <laughs> that stinks. <laughs> Your dreams are totally ruined. <laughs> and don't worry. If Gordo ever gets in any trouble, he'll just get his rich parents to yell at people. <laughs> I am just I am just aghast. Right? Because Gordo doesn't seem to be in any trouble apart from not having an allowance anymore to pay back the card. Yeah. I, are we assuming his parents just paid off the debt for him? Yes, <laughs> we are. Because, you know, the credit card company isn't just going to let that one go. No, his his parents definitely have five grand laying around. Yeah. Isn't his dad like a psychiatrist? I think they're both psychiatrists. They're both psychiatrists. They're fine. And they're like... He was like, yeah, I mean, my parents know me enough to know that I would never ask for a credit card. So they yelled at the credit card company for sending a card to a kid. Yeah, but you you still used it. Like you still acted on. Yes, this is so annoying. And also, I thought that this credit card company was anonymous. And if it was so anonymous, then like I just have a lot of questions. What do you mean there? It was titanium. It wasn't anonymous. At the beginning, though, he called it, hey, I mean, just because an anonymous credit card company sent me a card. <laughs> the brand of the credit card is on the card. <laughs> Imagine just getting a car- a credit card with no brand. <laughs> it just says credit card. Yeah, it just says, use me, please. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad will happen. I can't explain this writing. <laughs> and then we get some, like, like you kind of mentioned, some, like, weird energy at the end yeah there's some weird light flirting yes uh it made me uncomfortable yeah he's like it's just gonna be you and me hanging out doing nothing like hello weren't you like mourning miranda this entire episode where's miranda now uh forgotten about i was like is this flirting you know that meme with the character and it's like the butterfly yeah and it's like is this and it's something that's like unrelated Uh mm-hmm that's what it made me think of. Mm. Is this flirting? And then there's some light shoulder tapping. Yeah. Then there was like weird pushing and uh, too much physical contact. <laughs> at the, at the end. <laughs> and that's the episode. You know, now I'm, I'm, I'm looking at uh, my notes and I'm thinking if anyone could have come onto the project and helped them with their budget, it would have been Lizzie McGuire, right? Little Lizzie, so economical. You're so right. <laughs> I don't know. This episode had so many just like inconsistencies with life that it was hard for me to get into it. It kind of took it. It just like kept taking me out of it where I was like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But it happened. It did. It did happen. And we're here. We we, we are here. We made it. Yeah. Are there outfits to talk about? There are costumes. I mean, there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely costumes. I mean, the outfits, I feel like. Ethan being in red feels notable. I feel like he's usually in blue. One thing that I do want to mention now as we look through these outfits is just, I feel like Kate got somehow even taller than she had been. Like, how is Kate so tall (laughs) compared to all of them? Puberty? I don't know. She's just so tall. And then Claire's over here and she's wearing a lot of lipstick. She does. Claire looks really cute. Claire is so underutilized. In the matte montage scene, it looks like he's wearing like three t-shirts. Yeah, it does. You're right. (laughs) There's a blue t-shirt, but then there's clearly an orange t-shirt under that. 
But then there's a gray long sleeve t-shirt sticking out from under that. All right. Do you want to talk about the, uh, the merch that Gordo seems to have invested in? It's terrible. <laughs> Does it just say like untitled David Gordon project with an alien? I think on it? it just says the David Gordon project. Come up with a title for your project. <laughs> the project is me. The product is me. The category is me. <laughs> I'm just like. Well, you got Larry to wear it too. Not only did he get, he got a shirt and a hat <laughs> for the David Gordon project. He is just investing in all the wrong things. The thing is like the placement of the patch is just ridiculous <laughs> like it's like right on the it's literally on the collar <laughs> it's like an l shape the david hands. gordon project oh it's so bad sam <laughs> just disembodied hands <laughs> reaching out do you want to do you want to talk ethan's costume or kate's costume first well ethan's costume is terrifying it's like on par with et who is my biggest fear <laughs> Um, so I hate it. I love E.T. Oh my God. E.T. is great. Don't disrespect E.T. E. this E.T. is terrifying. Yeah, so Ethan, full full getup. It seems like he can't see out of his mask. I don't know. I've, I thought that there was, uh, I, I liked it. I'm not mad at it. Like, that's some good costuming. I don't know that the prosthetics would necessarily pass for a movie, but for like a Halloween costume, it's definitely fun. <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment. It's kind of scary. Well, for like, me. how does the mouth move? <laughs> it doesn't. It's like it's like he just put on a mask that went over his face. But if we're supposed to be really like engaged and believe that this alien is talking, I don't know that we're gonna get this from this mask. That's probably fair. It doesn't seem like the right kind of prosthetics. All right, what do you think about Kate? Kate honestly just looks like she's wearing an outfit that she would wear to school with a cape. Nah, there's more to there's more to it than that. Look at the thing on her head. Look yeah, at her, she has a crown. Look she at her has giant some, boots that she tripped metallic on. Metallic boots. The boots are cool. The boots are cool. You would wear those boots. Yeah, those boots are cool. But you would wear them. I would. Okay, noted. Do you want to talk some pizza delivery guy? Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> just like what a choice, Polo, no buttons. This pizza guy is against buttons. And also, he likes his hat tilted exactly 10 degrees <laughs> to the right. <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of choices were made here. Where did the scissors come from? Did he just carry around scissors in his pocket? He's always ready to cut up someone's credit card. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> this has been a lifelong dream of his. Seriously, though. Oh, I didn't... Even Claire is wearing one of these Gordo shirts. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Poor Claire. Claire has always done so dirty. This is crazy. Actually, I just freeze framed it on Kate's makeup and it's a little it's a little scary. Kate's makeup? Yeah, it's not well done. Come on, Claire. C Claire. Step it up. Yeah, I don't know. Without our style icon Miranda, the outfit report backs just are not the same. They're not, no. But it looks like Gordo has some tartan on today in her honor. I think that's just plaid. I think it's just plaid too. <laughs> I don't think it's tartan. Uh, it's just a flannel. Ugh. Yeah, it's just a flannel. So, are we ready to name some MVPs? I'm ready. Go. Pizza guy. No no contest. 
Pizza Guy is the MVP for putting an end to this nonsense. <laughs> Child, this credit card is not for you today. <laughs> Snip, boom, done. That's my, what about you? Who's your MVP? I think my MVP of this episode is, uh, see, I'm stuck between two characters, but I think I'm going to give it to Ethan Kraft. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think he was insightful. I love his energy always, and he he moved the plot in this episode. Okay. He's more than just a pretty face. My honorable mention is, um, if not Larry, then I think Larry Touchman for keeping the ship. Well, you can only ch- you can floating. only choose one though. I know that's why I said it was an honorable mention. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations, Ethan. Okay. All right, so Marissa, here's where things stand now with just four episodes to go. Uh, Lizzie McGuire is starting to pull away a little bit. She is three and a half points ahead of Matt McGuire with three episodes to go. So Matt needs to really pick it up here. Wow. I know. Otherwise, Lizzie is going to be the MVP. Honestly, though, it's closer than I think it has any right to be for a show titled Lizzie McGuire. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, like she's she's only earned 21% of the MVPs. That's kind of rough. Yeah. When you think about it. I know. There we have it, though. Final three. Yeah. Oh, time. Oh, time. And I think that that is a wrap on Lizzie McGuire's season two, episode 31, Gordo Shuffle. As always, you can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter and email us at outfitrepeaterspodcast at gmail.com. You can find all of our earlier episodes either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfit repeaters or on any platform where podcasts are available. And coming up here, I believe uh, tomorrow, Marissa, you and Kelsey are back with another episode of Older and Wiser. Yes, we are in the home stretch of season one with only three episodes to go. Wow. Three episodes to go there too. Three is just the magic number today. Yeah, of course. As always, Sam and I will be back next week to talk about Lizzie McGuire's season two, episode 32, My Dinner with Mr. Dig. Mr. Dig. Look at this guy going to dinner. 